that's that's good stuff, you know. Anyways, all right. So uh, the first podcast for seventeen twenty. First time. Yep. Uh, really excited about this. Um, actually, it's funny. My uh, I told uh, you know we did the blog. We did the blog, right? And I yeah. sent, I sent my mother the blog. I called her one day. I was like, you know, hey, did you read that last blog? And she's like, well, I really wish it were a podcast. And she's gonna kill me for making her sound like an old lady. But nonetheless, uh, I thought that was funny because yeah. you know, she's my mom, and here she wants us to do a podcast. So here we are. Hoping to get our content out yeah. to, I think, a broader audience Absolutely. And, and try to make that happen. So, Absolutely. Anyways, uh, my name is Dustin Henderson, and uh, I'll be one of your hosts, and you are? I'm Martin Kaufman, another host. Yeah, yeah. And so we're excited to bring you uh, the 1720 yeah. uh, vision. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I think this first podcast, we're just going to try to talk a little bit about our origin yeah. story, kind of give yeah. people a sense of where we're coming from. and Yeah. Feel us, feel the right. story. Right. Get excited about it. Yeah. So, t- Martin, why don't you tell me a little bit about you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, I am. A, I'm a guy who really enjoys being a part of other people's process. I'm a guy of deep faith. I have a beautiful family. I have a, a thriving company, and these experiences have brought me to the place where I just really get energy, and I thrive in a setting where uh, we're asking big questions, we're taking risks, and we're pushing forward. And we're pushing forward in areas that feel uncertain and scary. Yeah, I think that was one of the things we were looking for in a men's group uh, and Flatirons when we left Flatirons and we went to um, the um, uh, went to the men's retreat. Yeah, uh, we came back from that, which was an amazing, powerful experience. I think for all of us involved, but that's sort oh, yeah. of where we really reconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the things we were looking for was a men's group that really tried to go deep and hard. You well, know. We said in the very first meeting, like we, none of us here are interested in anything that has to do with uh, that, that superfluous top cream. Yeah. Like if we're going to be here and dedicate time, we're going to do this. Right. So let, let's show up and let's everybody go in and do this. So we actually started meeting in your business that yeah. you just mentioned, which he's built that from what scratch. Yeah. From the garage, the, uh, garage uh, one car garage of a townhouse. Yeah. yeah I've lived it, done it benefiting from it and i love doing this yeah and it's a perfect mix for me mm-hmm. anyways my name is dustin as i mentioned earlier and uh i too have had an entrepreneurial streak for some time i've started and closed out several companies yeah. uh, i currently work uh do consulting for a very large healthcare organization which we shall not mention <laughs> if you're really interested you go to linkedin I there suppose, you go right? yeah um, i've always been driven by vision and mm-hmm. that's always sort of been at the core of who i am yeah that rubs off and all of us who've been around you, uh, we just absolutely treasure that. We did the Bible study for a little while. Uh, we had several men come join that Bible study. It was really an amazing experience. Yeah. I think it was the first time I'd been involved in many Bible studies before that. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd sort of helped lead, I think, when leaders were out. Sure. We set it up real straightforward to say uh, none is greater than the other. And like we collectively need to do this. I was fortunate enough to be able to be a part of this like we come down off the mountain and we gather together. Literally, we literally came down. Literally off the came off that right, mountain. Right, that's right, that's right. I had a space. I opened a door and I said, uh, "It's not about me. It's not about you. Let's bring it together." And I know one of the things that, like I said, we were working with those men. We started to really sort of just notice this quiet suffering of men. Mm. Yeah, we stayed after many of those meetings talking about that piece. Yeah. At the core of that suffering was this idea that a lack of vision is suffering, right. right? Happiness and joy is so much more than the absence of pain. And we had a really some really deep conversations mm-hmm. about counseling and the idea that it doesn't ever really want to get into a position where it's helping you find a vision. It really wants to get you back mm-hmm. to normal in hopes that then you you find magically find your vision, yeah. right? Yeah, go forth. Right. Uh, and that's what really excites me about this uh, 1720 is 
you know, I always thought I had to come up with the truth, mm-hmm. right? I had to come up with my story, my vision, my, my, my talk, right? And what 7020 and talking to men really taught me is the truth is enough, mm-hmm. right? The truth of the Bible is enough. Matter of fact, I think at our last dinner meeting, I challenged you with, uh, you with something in particular, didn't I? You did. But I want to just jump back one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the truth and the relative statement, uh, like I'll build my truth. Mm-hmm. Um, at our research, Very popular right now, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. It's your truth. Oh, yeah. What, and speak your truth, make your truth. Yeah. But I like the idea uh, our pastor uh, had talked about a trip he took to Barcelona and about these amazing gaudy designed cathedrals, mm-hmm. like all this immense stuff, all this big built truth when it's just as simple as a, as a nice little leather book. Yeah. Uh, that just simply We want to overcomplicate it. Oh, yeah, man. We? You look at those cathedrals and it's like crazy stuff, but it's just so simple. And so anyways, I challenged you with something I'm, I'm kind of uh, interested, which was... How do you walk counseling back? Mm. You know, it mm. is is the Bible sufficient? Yeah. So how do you walk Bible back into the scope of counseling, coaching, this whole thing? Right. And then how is it just so simply true? That's right. Because there's all these really complex frameworks yeah. for counseling, okay. right? And yep. and if you think about what's going on with Jesus in the Bible, is it's not complex, mm-hmm. right? And we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a minute when we get yeah. into our pillars. But yeah. Uh, but but that's sort of I think I think that tension, quite frankly, is what led us to 1720 because we think ultimately I think there is a gap, mm-hmm. right? There's a gap out there that is that is this. It's either complex or it's simple without real good application. And so how do we sort of make all of that a thing? Yeah, and how could it be so easy when it feels so hard? Right. That's right. How, that's right. how is that core struggle possible? So with that said, uh, if you go to our website, you can actually go to our 1720.org and go to our About Us page. You will actually see our, our kind of beliefs, what we believe is yeah. 1720. And one of the things we believe is we believe, and, and I think there's essentially what, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, or uh, no, I'm sorry, five statements. Yep. Five core statements that really represent 1720. And so one of those is we believe in the power of faith to move mountains found in people's lives. And that power is accessible by every man and woman, regardless of race and nationality. Uh, that last part's sort of interesting. Sounds really PC, I know. Uh, but we had a, uh, you know, we started putting out our blog posts on Facebook. And I think what shocked all of us uh, is the response from women. Yeah. Uh, just this incredible response yeah. from women. Of all ages. Right, all ages. This content we initially put out was really geared towards what we perceived to be men and what they needed to hear from us. That's right. And so that helped us evolve a little bit. And the vision of 1720 is not limited to men because Matthew 1720, which is our namesake, uh, says, because you had so little, so basically the disciples came to Jesus and they were, uh, Jesus sent them out to do all kinds of, you know, basically do his work amongst the people. And they started to fail, right? Uh, And so they come back and they ask Jesus, well, you know, what's going on here? Uh, And he said, because you had so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And what, what has always struck me about that verse is I don't believe it's a metaphor. Right. People have so many mountains in their lives that are immovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that say about our faith? Yep. And, uh, yeah. Because right, you could be a, a scholar and you could dive into when the original text was written and you might have the view that that was metaphorically stated as the mountain is a big problem Mm -hmm. and you could ask it to go away. So I'll state, even if it's metaphorical, if it's straight up Rocky Mountain National Park is located in Kansas. (laughs) 
Which I'm sure Kansas would love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to give it a, a reason. Yeah. I'm just kidding, Kansas. Maybe not. That's on you. Uh, but all things would be possible. Right. Then it doesn't matter if I'm actually moving the Rocky Mountains or if I'm moving a big issue and barrier out of my life. Because I think you hear so many people say it's Im- so impossible. Impossible is a pretty common phrase yeah. in our society. I can't society. do that. It's impossible. Ugh. I've tried. I've tried. Mm-hmm. Really, have you? Yeah. And I think that's one of the fun things that we did in, in our men's group is we started really holding each other accountable to, yep. have you? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, I want to lose weight. Did you? Mm-hmm. Because what did you do to do? Because if you did, one of my favorite lines from uh, social media, the social network movie is uh, there's a line where they're across the table, they're doing their deposition, and, and uh, uh, the two guys are, are saying, hey, they invented Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he looks across the table at him and goes, if you would have invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Yeah. And I find that, I love that line because it really puts, uh, it really, where responsibility should go, it puts it there. Yeah. Which is, if they had done it, it would have been done. Mm-hmm. If you were going to lose weight, you would have lost weight. If yeah. you were going to save your marriage, you would have saved your marriage, so on yeah. and so forth, right? Um, and I know those are all very challenging things to say. Absolutely. But either that, either the Bible is true or it is not true. Yep. Yep. And, I, and just the beauty of the statement that says, is it possible? And, and the Bible clearly says. It couldn't be more simple. Yeah, it is possible. It's a little faith. Right. It's a, a little, little, little bit of faith. It's a little faith in all things. That's right. Simple. So that 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 I love I love the way you put that so much. I'm not going to say anything more about it. We'll move on to our next. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to our next uh, our our next principle, yeah. which is we believe that a lack of faith powered vision creates suffering. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about this in our intro, uh, and that is this idea that people without a vision suffer. And the Bible is pretty clear on this. It says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish," mm-hmm. and that's Proverbs 29:18. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. I think that's such a cool uh, verse. Right, because it really speaks to this idea that if you do not have a vision for your life, uh, the way we talk about it is if you don't have something pulling you into the future, yep. right? Then what's then what's the real gravity in your life? If you have no vision for your future, where is the gravity? It's pulling you back. It's pulling you back. The, yep. What you know in the past is so much more powerful mm-hmm. if you have no vision for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we see a lot of men stay in suffering and women stay mm-hmm. in suffering. Mm-hmm. because they essentially are stuck in the past. They're reliving their mistakes. They're reliving oh, yeah. their challenges. And that storyline that sits in there. Right. It affirms the camp. That's right. And it just it just keeps coming back around. And so yep. they're, it's self-fulfilling at that point. What I thought was really cool about Jesus is when he met the disciples, they had a job, right. probably their father's profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus shows up on the scene and says, follow me, Right. And what is Jesus really doing there? But he's painting an incredible picture of the future right? that's so much stronger. And I think that's why you see the men leave their, okay. what they know. Even if they were terrible at it, which arguably right. most of them were. <laughs> right. But even, I mean, that helps our, a little bit, right? But even in our, you know somebody who's terrible at their job. But still doing it. But will not leave because they're terrified. Leave. That's right. No terrified. vision. No vision. And it, and that, and it, I like the word terrified there because I think if we really unpack that, it's not, it, it's not fear. Yeah. Fear is what they will tell you it is. Oh, yeah. But really, there's nothing that is big enough to pull them out of their rut. Mm-hmm. So if I told you, uh, you know, hey, look, walk across the street and pick up a million dollars, uh, and it's a busy highway, you're going to find a way. <laughs> right? Because you can see it, it's a million dollars yeah. sitting right over there. Yeah. And so that vision of the million dollars will cause you to find a way across the highway. Mm-hmm. But if I just told you to walk across a, a dangerous highway, you would not, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, like, I would hey, rationalize that. Uh, that's right. That's That's craziness, right? I'm not going to die. Uh, and so, so in some ways, right, that's, we're over on this one side of the road. We're real comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're staying here. 
uh, because we just don't have any reason to go to the other yeah. side of the road, right? Yeah. So there's this idea that the suffering that you're in is really, really a function of not your past, but a function of the fact you have no vision mm-hmm. for your future. Mm-hmm. And we saw that over and over again with the men we worked with. Yeah, oh, profoundly. And it was just to the point where it creates this. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. Mm. So with that said, I will move on to our next pillar thing we believe. Uh, we believe the Bible is the living word of God that is impo- that it is possible to hear the voice of God through study, prayer, and meditation. And God's vision for one's life is not meant to be hidden or secret. I think there are very many denominations that sure. have built their wealth on the idea that there's hidden secrets in the Bible mm-hmm. and there's only some people who can understand them. Mm-hmm. That is just illogical. Yep. That just doesn't make any sense that a loving God would encode things right. into the Bible that only a certain people could then figure it out so that then you have to go to those people to figure it out. It just doesn't seem, just seem like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. If you're the creator of it that, and you bring it directly it's to... intended for you. Yeah, to the individual. He would meet the woman of the well. He, whoever he bumps into, Christ brings that simple message to the person. Right. There was not an intermediary required. And I would argue New Testament would pretty clearly state and show the Pharisees were the, oh, the stopgap. Oh, they loved that. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Right? That was where they lived. Yeah. You needed their approval. You needed Absolutely. their... So, so I think that's sort of interesting, right? And so the Bible says, uh, John 1, 1, in the beginning there was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so we know that God is actually in the Word itself. So I went to an evangelical church as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I would have pe- uh, preachers who would literally spend a whole sermon, an hour on a comma, mm. right, in a paragraph somewhere. Okay. Right, or some Hebrew translation of a particular word in a particular. And I think that's good. Mm-hmm. It's good to have an academic understanding of the Bible. It's great to have context. Yeah, absolutely. It's really powerful to have that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, God is living in the Word. Right. And He'll speak to you. He'll speak to you. Individually, in that moment when you needed to hear it that way. So, to me, so you kind of combine sort of our first statement and the second Mm -hmm. statement. That means that anyone can come to the Bible and the Word of God Mm -hmm. and hear from God. They don't don't have to be a scholar. They're not meant to be a scholar. It's not a requirement. And I think so much, we again, in in an effort in, in some ways to defer responsibility we go to someone, right? Right, because and then well, we don't like what that guy says. So clearly, you know, well that's fine. Whenever that guy read the Bible, he was reading it for himself, and God was speaking to him. That doesn't mean that was for you. And yeah. so what I find whenever I'm in the Word, I find that I can even read the same verse many times over and hear mm. something different from it every time. Yeah. And that's the living God in the Word. So a pillar for this group is is that you can approach the word and God will actually speak to you directly yeah, through the absolutely. word. So we encourage uh, prayer and meditation and so on and so forth on the word. And let's move on to the one that I think we have the most fun with between you and I and what I get most excited about. And that is we believe in the forgiveness offered by Jesus Christ. This forgiveness allows each individual to focus exclusively on the present. Mm. And each person can experience the faith and confidence required to follow their God-given vision and calling. So much there. I'm going to let you unpack that. Oh. I just want to know what you think about that. Yeah. I mean, it just... This idea of presence. Presence, but combined with focus in this present moment, which means at the exclusion of the storyline in the past, allows you to be pulled forward with your vision. That's right. And we go back to Proverbs. Without that vision, we're going to go only one back way. Right. That's right. 
But I think what's interesting is is that uh, one of the things that we do, and there's a, actually a great blog post online called uh, uh, Rules for Dreaming, I think. And yep. one of the things we encourage people to do is to have a five-year dream. Uh, I've actually heard people say have a 10-year dream, mm -hmm. but have a five-year dream. And why a five-year dream? Because one of the things that we like about visioning five years away is it's very hard to build the steps to yep. that. Yep. And what we tell people to do is to create a miracle gap, right? A vision that essentially will require God to show up for it to occur. Because yep. I think so many people in our society have been taught compounding interest. Not that that's a bad thing. You should have a 401k, all that. That's great. But we've been taught compounding interest. So we tend to take our little spreadsheets out and we envision our five-year plan as being some percentage of where we are today. Yeah, right. in a way that I think I can get there based on my known past That's exactly track right. record. That's exactly so right. So I'm instantly not present. That's right. And God, right, so you're actually building your future from the past, which is Absolutely. all kinds of messed up, yep. right? Uh, God is really big about coming in and just blowing that <laughs> blowing that all out of the water, if you will uh -huh. let him, yep. right, if you will let him. So one of the things, faith. that's right, just a little faith. So one of the things we like to say is create that vision, mm -hmm. absolutely, and have a God gap so that you don't know how you're going to get there yep. so that you can live in the present. Because if you're like, oh, where am I on my spreadsheet, right? Now you're living in the future because we believe that God, that, that the future is the domain of God. Yep. That's his domain. And we are given the present and in the past is our sin. Yep. Right. So yep. really what's cool is, is God will put whatever you need to do to achieve your dream in front of you today. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Matter of fact, one of my favorite um, verses is, where they bring the, the adulteress to mm. Jesus, right? The whole crowd oh, raised stoner and just going to kill her. You talk about counseling on the spot, right? What did, <laughs> what did Jesus do in that moment? He asked her, he said, after he had drawn some things in the dirt and everybody decided to split, which some scholars say he drew the sins out of the people in the crowd and they all said, you know what? Hey, I'm out, <laughs> right? And this is where the whole, uh, you know, cast no stones comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, he, you have no sin, cast no stones. But what's interesting is what he says to the woman. He says, uh, who is left to condemn you? And John eight eleven, she says, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Boom. That was the change right yep. there, right there. There wasn't a lot of, because I'm certain that this woman had uh, mm -hmm. a long history of oh, probably yeah. abuse. Absolutely. I'm certain her father and family abused her as a no child. No provision and protection. No provision. I'm sure she had everything that you could clinically check off. And she could easily say, None yeah. of this is my fault. Yep. I am here by all because of all this other stuff mm -hmm. and relinquish her responsibility. Yep. But what I like about I like about this for two reasons. One, God didn't go into that, right? Jesus didn't go into that. Because he already paid for that. Yeah, it's done. Right? Yep. He didn't care. And then he put the responsibility on her to go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And I just I love that idea, right? It's not about the past. Now we talk a little bit about well, it's not about the future. What does the Bible say about that? It says, sow your seed in the morning. This is Ecclesiastes 11, 4, 6, right? Sow your seed in the morning and let every and at everything let your hands be not idle. So work today. For you do not know which will succeed, whether it is this or that or both will do equally well. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, when I'm most depressed in my life, it's because I have a task that I know I should be doing and I'm not doing. Right. I'm not doing it. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to put yeah. it off. Uh, and if I would just do it, because that's the task that God has put in front of me today, yep. right? So that's sort of what this is saying. What, what do you have in front of you? Don't let your hands be idle. What do you have in front of you? What have I put in front of you today? Right. And I will use the excuse that, well, I don't know if that's really going to work out. Yep. I'm not going to make that phone call, but I thought hard about that business opportunity. I just, I just don't know. 
but yet it has been given to you. Here's this opportunity for you, and you are trying to overanalyze the future. The reality of it is, is take the action in front of you. Especially, yeah, take the action. And I think it's a core piece of this to not try to understand if this is supposed to be an opportunity to make it a better future for you. Is this something that you need to deal with because you need to learn something? That's right. From that experience, maybe it's just a learning opportunity. That's right. We talk. We say a lot here at seventeen twenty that God is in hope, not an outcome. Yeah. Right. Maybe this opportunity, this phone call, the thing, the thing you hear back from that person is just to give you hope, and it nothing comes of it, yeah. so that you can move on to the next opportunity. Yeah. So again, these two two things sort of embodied in this one statement of ours, which is that it's really not about your past. God took care of that. Don't worry about it anymore. Don't spend time unpacking it. It's not worth it. Let's focus on your future, right? And let's do the task that's in today. So when I say focus on your future, create a vision that there's a miracle gap in there, Mm -hmm. right? Create a miracle gap and then focus on the task God puts in front of you without trying to overthink it. And so that's really what we like about that particular one. And I I love it just because there's so much in our society about trying to, you know, Mm. justify and unpack your past. Mm. And it's like, wow, it's a lot of energy spent on past it is it is and then you bump into these uh this tension uh, on one side i i'm gonna put air quotes up here so i'm just saying quote i've tried to do something big in my past and i've not been able to accomplish it that's right and it's because and then you start listing off the reasons sure, why yeah. and really what we're saying is i had fear i had insecurity uncertainty and past events have told me i wasn't able to so if you're bumping into this for the first time and it's a it's almost like something brand new that you've never even thought of or heard of. And there's some things in your past that are keeping you from being able to absorb this. Well, maybe that is a past ball thing mm. that needs to get ripped out. Yeah. But that's a man thought versus Christ is just simply showing up and say, from here forward, it's on you. It's a responsibility, but you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. You can be completely different and transformed with just a little faith. Which is crazy. But yet, you got these options, right? It's crazy. Which, by the way, that means I can't sell you anything, which is super unfortunate uh, because uh, because God's got you, yeah. right? Uh, one of my favorite movies, right, I think really embodies this one, which is Yes Man. Have you ever seen that? With, oh, uh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Just you take this really depressed guy. He's isolated himself. He's He has no worry. He's not going to get hurt because his life is – but he's also bored out of his mind. Says oh, no yeah. to everybody. People ask him to party. He says No. Uh, and then he goes to this uh, uh, self-help seminar, right? And uh, and decides he's going to for I think for the next uh, month or whatever he has yeah. to say yes to everything. Yeah. And his life explodes, right? Yeah. It explodes with all of the new people and opportunity and so on and so forth. And I think this is a little bit about that, right? It's like it's it, it's getting if if the opportunity has been presented to you, yep. take care of it. Take care of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, within a biblical framework, obviously there are opportunities uh, that you would want to say no to, but yeah. even that builds a yeah. certain amount of experience and background and, and, and confidence in yourself that you will that you'll make good decisions going forward. But it's forward. easy when you've got the vision mm-hmm. and you're looking for the gap. That's right. It's really easy to discern that path. Wouldn't it be cool if with every decision you said, well, God, I can't wait for you to show up. Like I'm excited to see how you... That, that was sort of one of the things that we talked about with suffering is... Life should be like Christmas Eve morning, mm. Christmas Eve every day. You right. should be so excited about what God's unwrapping for you the next day. Yeah. And that's what gets you out of bed in the morning because you're just so stoked about what might be coming. And uh, and I think living in the present sort of allows for that, mm-hmm. right? If you've constructed into next month, yep. right? You're going to be blinded. That's right. Anything in front of you doesn't exist. That's right. And so we could spend 
tons of time on this. Matter of fact, uh, all of our podcasts going forward will have something to do yep. probably with one of these pillars. So yep. uh, we'll move on to our final pillar, uh, which is that we believe in spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. uh, that there is a literal Satan, uh, that he does not want to see Christian peop- or Christ people follow their calling, uh, and that faith, prayer, and meditation are the keys to winning this battle. So we believe that there is actual spiritual warfare. There is there is a desire to see you not succeed, mm-hmm. that this is from a literal Satan, uh, and that he doesn't want to see you succeed. So he's always sort of working against you. Now, mm-hmm. I've written extensively about Satan mm-hmm. and his limited powers yeah, and how actually Satan has an extremely short attention span. Yeah. Right? Uh, Satan, matter of fact, tempts Jesus when, not all along his path, but when? When Jesus is at his weakest. Yep. Why? Because he's a weenie, right? <laughs> he's going to hit you when you're weak. Yep. And then comes to, comes to him with, I think, three temptations. Mm-hmm. Jesus quickly dispatches Satan by quoting scripture, responding to Satan with the word of God. Yep. And quickly dispatches him. Yep. Now, keep in mind, this is the savior of the universe. Quickly dispatched. With three responses with scripture. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, simple. Yeah, you would really think that the guy would be just all the time. He's oh, just like in there. Just grandmasters oh, yeah, just, dueling. Yeah, man. You think that would be like a, the epic battle of the century. And in reality, it was a, it was this, 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 uh, now don't get me wrong. I don't know that after 40 days of not eating, I would have had the same response that Jesus Absolutely. had. Clearly incredible, right? But that being said, what ultimately dispatches uh, Satan is the word which I think is incredibly interesting. Yep. Uh, and I think what's fun for us then is that, yes, there is a literal Satan. Yes, he's against us. But if we could take the word and put it in our, in our hearts, we could quickly dispatch him, right? And what we really then find is the only thing keeping us from the vision God has from us is us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah, if you've not bumped into this idea or you're on the fence of what does it feel like to even think that there is this other thing there's this satan there's this other force in my life the spiritual battle screw tape letters oh my so, god from c.s lewis there's a fun you know it's it's a really well-written book that just lets you chew on what would it be like if i could hear this battle yep. i could feel this battle and like just how simply ridiculous is it and it exposes excuse me exposes all of the traps if you will yeah that uh that Satan has, which which sort of cracked me up because at the end of the day, they're like the same three or four tricks. <laughs> it's not complicated. It's not complicated, but yet we he uses them because they're just so amazingly effective on us, right? <laughs> yep. You know, does hey, does are you sure God really has really? your best interests at heart? This sounds pretty good right now. Just are, are you sure he's who he says he is? Yeah. We are always uh, maybe not, right? Yep. Maybe not. It's your highway example. I mean, that's living right there. If I could see this million bucks and I'll figure out a way because now I've been able to be fooled that it's this tangible thing. So let's say you do see the million bucks. Well, you know what Satan's going to come alongside you. Are you sure it's a million dollars? Maybe it's just an empty bag with some pieces of foam in it. Maybe those are counterfeit bills. And of course you'll say, well, maybe. I mean, who would put a million dollars on the other side of the road? Who would make salvation that easy? Right. All you're going to do is just trust and go. Yeah, that that can't be right. Right. And he loves that storyline. We try to base all of our pillars and Mm -hmm. and scripture. And so what are the scriptures that back us up on this? Matthew 4.10, Jesus said unto him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And this is, again, this is 
this is the temptation of Christ. This is his resp- or, or response to him, right? And so obviously there's a real Satan because he's having a conversation with somebody. Yep. And what does he ultimately respond with? The word, right? Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which uh, didst weaken the nations? So again, real Satan. There's a, there's a real thing happening to an actual, I won't say person, mm-hmm. uh, but a, 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 I guess a fallen angel, yep. right? We don't really like to pretend like there's a, yeah. there's a big guy with horns somewhere. Right. I don't know if he has horns. I think he's supposed to be beautiful. Right. Uh, but but nonetheless, we like to believe, you know, uh, sort of hocus pocus. Right. Right. Yep. Let's let's. But I think Satan loves that lie. Right. Oh, he just yeah. revels in it. Oh, Because yeah. then he can whisper to you, and you don't go. Well, I wonder if that's uh, right. Yeah, I wonder if that's the guy. Right. Because he doesn't exist. And then finally, Second Corinthians ten uh, three through five. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Um, and what I really like about this is that. You know, the world would probably say to you, work harder. Mm-hmm. Just work harder. Yeah. Just do more of what you're doing harder, more often. Yeah, because you find yourself working really hard in the moment. If you got curious in that space, you'd find yourself trying to prove the past wrong. That's right. The storyline that you've been living, you'll find yourself trying to disprove it. Which is so stupid because it actually doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's the just... past literally does not exist. The only thing that exists in the past is your memory of it. And of course, the memory of those around you. But nonetheless, yeah, and it's still they're not, not going to be the same. That's right. I know so many people had a bad experience in their life, and they're still continually being tortured by that oh, bad experience. Yeah. Uh, not because it's happening anymore, but because mm-hmm. they're they take it out and they play with it. Right. Yeah. They, they pull it out of the drawer in their mind. They play with it, and they remind themselves why it is they can't be successful. Yeah. So I mean, neuroscience can speak to some of this idea of what are you doing with your past? What does that have anything to do with the present? And we trap that into, for Jesus showing up, he he would just say, here, present, let's go forward. Yep. Every time. That's here, right. present, let's go forward. That's right. Because I've already dealt with that. That's not on your deal anymore. That's, that's off your plate. That's right. Right? That we can live amazing, incredible, faith-powered lives with no fear. Um I know I grew up as a kid. They had the T-shirts, the No Fear T-shirts, oh, yeah. right? right? Oh, but what if that this. meant something much more than <laughs> a slogan? Yeah. What if you could live your life with no fear? So this whole idea for me in 1720 is actually pretty simple. We can be here in this moment, look for opportunities, be super grateful, and then have this thing that I really want, mm-hmm. this vision that's Christ-centered. It, it's really about a vision that's meaningful to you. Because if it's just something that you want for material sake, it will not provide the gravity necessary to pull you into the future. It's got to be something that's very emotional to you, mm-hmm. your vision, right? Uh, what's really interesting about my vision board is uh, the the longer it's existed, things are starting to become more important mm-hmm. to me on that board than mm-hmm. other things that I originally put there, which is perfectly fine. Uh, but one of them is this this picture of Billy Graham, you know, standing in front of an audience of thousands mm-hmm. and I don't want to be Billy Graham. I could never be Billy Graham. That guy is sure. amazing. Yeah. One, one in a bajillion people. Right. Right. But the idea of touching a thousand people, changing a thousand people's lives, that incredibly exciting right. to me. Right. I don't know what, for that to happen from this chair, mm-hmm. 
man, that's that's gonna take that's gonna be a God thing. I don't know yeah. how that happens, yeah. but you said let's let's check out let's do a podcast or let's yeah. put a blog together. So we put a blog together. Let's yeah. do a podcast. Now, since then, thousands of people have read our blogs, right? Uh, and we hope to have similar results or better results with the blog, right. with the podcast. Yep. So, I when I originally put that up, I had no idea, mm-hmm. right? And, it's, and the only reason why it's coming to pass is because we're doing the thing that's in front of us. Yeah. I'm excited. It's just, again, back to 1720, these big things that we've constructed, these big mountains, these big barriers, whether it's past tethered barriers, future, I can't imagine how it will work because I can't figure it out. Yeah. Like, we can make it super complicated. And I I love your statement that allows me outs at every moment to fail, to stop, to quit, to lose that opportunity. Yeah. Or it's just really super simple. I don't condemn you, so go and sin no more. And yeah. there's nothing easy about that, but it's simple. It, it doesn't simple. have to be easy. Um, Seventy twenty says that if you have faith with mustard seed, just show up. Just show up. Just I mean, how big is a mustard seed? It's tiny. Yeah. You know, just have faith with mustard seed. Show up. Do what's in front of you today, and have a vision that's drawing you to the future. And I think uh, I think we could see an army of men and women who are living for God, doing incredible things they did not think was possible. That's why we're here. Yeah. Right. And um, I think we're trying to live it out in our lives. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be really transparent throughout this podcast uh, about what that actually looks like, our own Mm -hmm. struggles, uh, the struggles of men in our group, uh, and share that where we can so that people understand that, like you said, it's simple, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. It is hard. Yeah. It is hard. But if you can do it, what is available to you is unlimited blows your mind that's powerful yep that's really powerful so i'm looking forward to this journey can't wait yeah i can't wait either uh this podcast may never make it out into the real world because our very first one yeah i hope it does yeah Uh, i know that uh i'm looking forward to following up with many more and uh and just exploring some of these deep issues with you and hopefully launching an army of men and women who truly live a a faith empowered life and i think the way i like to end is something that's been really uh, transformational for me. Uh, at the very beginning, this but of course concept shows up. And then uh, this really strong, amazing man, Luke, who's part of our group, uh, and really, I think, just embodies the essence of this. Mm-hmm. The, the things he's done mm-hmm. in the last, I'm going to call it three years, you're going to call it a year, mm-hmm. uh, just what he's done, uh, just to show this is what it looks like in real life. I just want him to say, but of course. I think, I think that would be just a powerful way for me to end this. Sure. There is Luke. He's here. But of course. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to live about a course life. We'll see you guys again next time. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like our podcast, uh, share it with other folks, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Enjoy.